0: Good morning, y'all. Today, we're going to talk about how to get out of lukewarm. How to know if you're lukewarm and how to get out of lukewarm. Because Jesus tells you exactly how to do it. Okay, so we're going to read Revelation 3, 14. Yeah, 14. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write this. The amen, the faithful and true witness. This version is english standard version by the way not that that's the best i really would like a new king james but i don't have the money to get one right now so right now we're using what i've got the amen the faithful and true witness the originator of god's creation says i know your works that you are neither hot cold nor hot i wish that you were cold or hot so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold i am going to vomit you out of my mouth because you say i'm rich I have become wealthy, I need nothing, and you don't know that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so that you may be rich, and white clothes so that you may be dressed, and your shameful nakedness not be exposed, and ointment to spread on your eyes so that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be committed and repent. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Okay. So let me go back to this. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. Why? Why? Because a lukewarm person thinks they know everything. And they're not open to new things. A cold person doesn't know Jesus at all. When they meet Jesus, they're gonna fall in love. A um a hot person, you know, that's someone that's just on fire for Jesus. So cold and hot is great. Lukewarm, you think you know everything. I, I'm around lukewarm people, and I have been for many, many years, and I was one. You can't tell us anything. I mean, we totally think we're right. We think we know God just enough that we're good, and we, we think we know enough that we really don't need your opinion. Lukewarm that's lukewarm. So God is saying, I, I would rather you be cold. And so then he says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Okay. So one time I was in church a long time ago, it was a different church and we're in the middle of worship. And I like this church and I love the worship in this church. We're in the middle of worship. And I suddenly, um, I, I suddenly feel like I'm going to throw up And, you know, we're in these, these stacked little uh, movie theater chairs, you know, not the big ones now, the old ones, those little chairs. And they're stacked in there. I mean, you can barely get by somebody. They have them stacked in there so close. Um, I have an opinion about that. I won't say it (laughs) (laughs) because it won't help anybody to say it. Right. So I just repent for that. Um, I suddenly feel like I'm going to throw up. And so I'm desperately trying to get to the end of my row. I'm like six chairs away from the end of my row to the outside aisle. And I'm desperately trying to get out of the aisle. I get to the end of the aisle and I vomit on the floor. And I'm absolutely mortified that I have vomited in the middle of worship. And then suddenly I come back to myself and I, I, like, I wake up. And I'm standing in my chair. And I haven't moved. And worship is still going on. Um, that is a vision. That's a vision. And so I knew that it said something in Revelation about lukewarm and vomit you out. I heard the words, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I heard those words when I woke up, when I'm, you know, I kind of came back to myself. Uh, And that's where this journey started with the Laodicean church. Um, So I personally think it's a grace to get vomited out of his mouth because he can't do anything with us while we're lukewarm. We're just so prideful in what we think we know. If he vomits us out, we then become cold. Now we're open to something. But it, but it took some judgment there, didn't it? But now I'm open to something, right? So I think it's a grace to be vomited out of his mouth because now you can come back in at the right level. Okay, because you say, I'm rich, I have become wealthy and I need nothing. Okay, that's part of the rat race right there. I'm good. I'm good. That's the rat race. I'm good. Okay, so we walked through this, he and I. Oh, now I have to go find it. Hang with me. Oh, that was, look, I went right to it. That was so great. Okay, so we start with, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I need nothing. This isn't necessarily monetarily. It's just life. I'm good. I got a job that I like, or I have a job. I have a place to live. I have food in my belly. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm great. He says, you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Wretched, meaning you're a sinner. You don't even know that you're a sinner. You're so used to your sin. You're good. You are miserable, which means you are tormented, um, by addiction, fear, lust, uh, watching things you shouldn't watch, being, being drawn to things you shouldn't be drawn to, uh, you are poor. You are blind, which means you are deceived. You cannot see reality. This is the reality, and you are naked, which means you are, you're, um, you're in shame. You're in shame. Your nakedness is exposed. This is the reality. Um, however, that's not that's not where we go. We don't go to reality. We are at this place of I'm good, and then something bad happens. A big upset happens. Maybe you lose your job, the economy, tanks, uh, massive medical issues, or even small medical issues. Something big happens, and here we have a choice. We can move over to Jesus's reality, which is, I'm a stinking mess, and I need Jesus. Or we can go over to the distraction and the numbness, which is... Uh, something happy happens. My circumstance changes. I'm good. Um, I, I watched a feel good movie and now I feel fine again. I'm good. Or I got paid. I'm not poor anymore. I got a job. I'm not poor anymore. I'm good. Uh, or you have a happy moment. Something great happened. I was really, really feeling down and my friend cheered me up and now I'm good. And we go right back to the deception. I'm good. And then a big upset will happen. We will panic uh, and go right back into deception. Or we'll, something happy will happen and we go right back into deception. We are stuck in this cycle of I'm good. Oh, crap. Something happened. Um, I either panic and go back you know, and work harder for my deception, work harder for more money so I'm not poor again, uh, work harder for wealth, work harder to own my house so I don't have to pay somebody rent again and we just work harder or we go back into this happy circumstance and this is the rat race you're you're in the middle of the rat race here's how to get out of the rat race you you go from your big upset or from your i'm good you go over to wretched miserable poor blinded naked you go over to reality it is not fun it's not nearly as fun as a happy circumstance or a great conversation with your friend, or drinking alcohol or drugs, something that made you feel better. So what does reality do for you? Here's what reality does for you. I am wretched, hit your knees, repent before the Lord. I am wretched, I am a sinner, forgive me, help me stop sinning, I am miserable, I am tormented by whatever, addiction, fear, Uh, medical issues. I am tormented. I am tormented. Help me, Lord. I am poor before you. Poor is a great place to be with the Lord, actually. I am blind. I am deceived. I cannot see what's really happening here. I cannot see. I was happy in my deception. I'm suddenly not happy in my deception anymore. And I am naked. I am ashamed. I am um, a very sinful person standing in your holiness you know, and, and it's shameful. So what does Jesus say? He gives us the out. He tells us exactly what to do. So you have to go from the deception to the reality, which is not fun, but then Jesus tells you what to do. So this is what he says to do buy gold from me, refined in the fire. Now, as as far as I could find in commentaries, gold is pretty much faith. And that makes sense to me. That's kind of how it's been for me faith refined in the fire. My faith was really tiny to begin with. Um, and then it, then it got tested and it got a little bit bigger and then it got tested and then it got a little bigger. And these were hard tests. They were hard trials. They were hard things, but it got a little bigger, a little bigger each time I learned how to not go the direction of fear, but to forsake that and to go the direction of faith. And it was, it's, it's a, it's a willful act. It is an act to go for faith instead of fear and anxiety. You have to actually do it. Well, that's refined in the fire. Faith refined in the fire. Um, he says, buy white garments. Um, that that's repentance to me. That's repentance. I'm wi- I'm wearing white. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And I keep my account with the Lord short. I sinned, I repent. I sinned, I repent. The whole thing about once you got saved, every sin that you'll ever sin is forgiven. Uh, This is my take on that. Sin, S-I-N, as a whole, was forgiven when Jesus was on that cross and he died for the world. Sins are plural. These are the things that I do every day. I gotta keep a short account with the Lord with sins. I messed up, forgive me, I repent. I messed up, forgive me, I repent. That is how I came to be able to hear the Lord, is by keeping that account short. I don't have a theology. I don't have scripture on that. That's just, that's my experience. And then anoint your eyes with eye salve. So reveal to me, Lord, the self-deception that I'm in and the self-ignorance that I'm in. And he will. That is how to get out of lukewarm. Don't stay in lukewarm. Your, your lukewarm is all about the culture and the culture is wicked, y'all, especially over here where I live. The culture is, is wicked. You don't want to stay in that culture. The happy makes you feel like everything's okay. The deception makes you feel like everything's okay. But every once in a while, it's either the enemy or the Lord throws a wrench and a monkey wrench into the gears and everything stops. And you have this moment where you feel the reality And most of us will jump right back into deception because reality stinks. Reality is what is necessary to be driven to your knees to honor a holy, holy God. You got to start with reality that drives you to your knees to repent before a very holy God. And that is what he wants. And that's the beginning of relationship. I pray for you. I pray that you'll go all in. Love you.